Yeah! On a Friday edition of Travis and Slee. The beginning of a little uh, Friday tradition, Slee. I was looking at yeah. the schedule. We got some Fridays coming up. So if if it's anything like I've worked at nights before, Fridays can get a little weird. We could get some some different sorts of folks coming in. Maybe Ask Slee gets a little weird. You never know, right? Where, uh, where are you going out after the show? Oh, oh, okay. I'll tell you exactly. I have yeah. plans. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I've mentioned this before. I do the show basically from my garage, right? From okay. the, what is affectionately dubbed in the Rogers household as the murder room, because we don't know what the previous occupant of this home used this sure. little sure. garage room for. So I'm in the murder room, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go and make the long trip to the couch, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make a uh, a pit stop at the kitchen counter and i'm going to make myself a little old-fashioned and then i'm going to put my feet up on the couch and probably not move for several hours that's uh, the rest of my evening do you nap before you go out um what what kind of <laughs> drinks are you going to have do you uber to hollywood what's usually your routine trap so the the idea of going out to hollywood is literally so so i have a theory so you mm-hmm. ready for this sure i believe that heaven and hell is customized depending on your deal right so whatever you like to do the most mm-hmm. that's alan slee was heaven whatever you fear the most whatever you ah, dislike doing the most that's your hell that's that's the hell that you get right yep so my version of hell is having to go out on a friday night to a club in hollywood that that would be loud music crowded it's it's people near you, people screaming in your face. That's the version of hell for me. So no, that's not going to happen. My version of heaven is pretty close to laying on the couch and eating and drinking an old fashioned. Yeah, I'm with you on that. By the way, back in the day when people were actually going out to places and LA uh-huh. Live was open, uh, for those who don't know where our studios are, <laughs> we're on the second floor of the ESPN, you know, LA Live studios, right next to us. When you go out that back door, Trav, the conga room. And you know this because you do the Laker broadcast all the time. Obviously, mm-hmm. the the time slots that I'm typically on are usually at night when, uh, you know, they make sure very deep into the night for me. But, uh, <laughs> but Trav, how many times would you walk out? You're like out? Wally George. You're not allowed on before 11 o'clock. <laughs> how many times would you walk out in freaking Congo room, that back door? All you hear is music. It's Drum 1130 beats. at night. People are just, some are just getting there. I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. No, that's that's just something that whatever was behind that door, that when you go out our back door and it's right there, I have no, I, it's loud. People are making noise. You Sometimes you can hear like a stray laugh or a shriek and it's like, nope. Don't I have no interest in what's going on over there. I will uh, I will find something else to do. What do you got planned for the weekend, Slee? If tonight we're doing this, yeah. what do you got going the rest of the weekend? Well, tomorrow, uh, Lakers-Nets. Yep. So, obviously, uh, that's a big one. I think we're all looking forward to that game. Sort of looking forward to it. I mean, that, that was a game. There's a few games you had on the calendar for Laker fans where, you know, you said to yourself, man, I can't wait till the Lakers play Philly. I, I'm so excited to see the Lakers and the Jazz just when you started seeing how good the Jazz are going to be. Sure, the Clippers. And you, and you kept all those games in mind. One of those is tomorrow against the Brooklyn Nets. In, it's in Brooklyn. You're coming off that game against Miami. Of course, it loses some of its allure because you got so many stars that are missing. But uh, Lakers, Nets tomorrow, Sunday, day off, kick back, relax, enjoy some time with, uh, with the Familia. All right, so there's a, there's a couple of ask sleaze about some of the plans you might have, so I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Okay. We'll get to that coming up uh, about 40 minutes or so. But let's start with what you just mentioned. You're going to be doing it tomorrow, the Lakers and the Nets. And 
like you said, it it feels so anticlimactic because there's there's really no information in it at all as far as the Lakers go. I mean, maybe we'll get to see a little bit of Andre Drummond and maybe he can make some noise because of his size and, you know, doing the things that he does. And because that's that seems to me, Slee, and you tell me what you think, that where Brooklyn is vulnerable is in the middle, right? Where Brooklyn has uh, – if they have a weakness – it's defending the rim. It's being able to score near the basket. I don't think they're having any trouble scoring everywhere else, mm-hmm. but that seems to be the one small part where maybe there's a soft spot. But the fact is, you look at this team, the Lakers are going to run out there tomorrow, and it's just not – look, if the if the Laker guys don't come back, and I still believe that they will, Lakers aren't going to play the Nets in the finals. They're not getting to the finals. Mm-hmm. They need to get those other guys. So what you see tomorrow will, will have almost no connectivity – to what we might see come the summer in the finals. Look, I'll give you a good example. Tomorrow, I'll be doing the pregame show with Michael, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our conversation is going to be about, okay, if this is an NBA Finals preview, what would it look like? What are those matchups going to be? It's not going to be, hey, if Caruso can get going in this game against Brooklyn, uh, against Joe Harris, then the Lakers maybe have a good chance. I mean, it's not going to be that type of conversation. So kind of what you're referring to, everything's big picture now. And I, I would, I would look at the... I actually heard this. I'm starting hearing, starting to hear more of this chatter than I thought I would. A lot of these, you know, national hosts or a lot of these, you know, specific, um, uh, anyway, syndicated shows, whatever the case is. You're starting to hear, hey, you know what? I like the Brooklyn Nets roster better than the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that's actually surprising me a little bit. I, I, I thought once the Lakers got Andre Drummond, that was the big piece that was left. Is Drummond going to go? What if Drummond ends up with the Clippers? What if he goes to Boston? What if he ends up with the Brooklyn Nets? It's not only you did not fill that need that you needed, but it's also another team got him. But I thought the moment Lakers got Andre Drummond, I genuinely thought everything kind of changed. That, yes, I get they got Blake Griffin. I get they got LaMarcus Aldridge. Neither one of those things, whatever. That didn't really change anything for me. So I, I look at the Nets right now. Look, they got more star power. They do. And I'm just saying that because they have three sure three superstars. Sure. But they don't have the size the Lakers do. And in my opinion, at the end of the day, can you get stops? I don't think Brooklyn can get stops. No, I, I think that's – look, if you're a Laker fan like we are and like most of the people listening to us probably are, that's what you're looking at, right? You're looking at the advantage that the Lakers have is the Lakers are a better defensive team than Brooklyn. I don't think even, – even if somebody likes the Brooklyn roster better, I think they'd be hard-pressed to make an argument that Brooklyn is a better defensive team than the Lakers are. But what I feel it's going to come down to – and let, let's kind of put everybody's injuries aside, that James mm-hmm. Harden's nursing some stuff, KD just got back, we haven't seen LeBron for a minute, we haven't seen Anthony Every, Everybody's being extra, extra cautious, right? Yeah, I, and, and Brooklyn's yeah. doing the same thing. Let's assume everybody's back, and let's mm-hmm. assume everybody's at 100% and ready to go. Do you still like the Lakers better? Do you still – because ba- what we're talking about, basically, is three against two. You're talking mm-hmm. about Anthony Davis and LeBron James – going up against Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. So Which I, are, three is more than two, but is three better than two? If you said to me, you can have the Nets roster instead of the Lakers roster to go on your championship run, I would not take the Nets roster over the Lakers roster. I really wouldn't. I, I think there's some uh, – it's a combination of, like I mentioned, one team can play defense and get stops, the other one can't. It's a combination of – um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I like that as my two stars. That's no look. KD is 
if you're going to put, if you're going to say, hey, the top three players in the NBA, you're not going to three without putting Kevin Durant on that list. There's no question about that unless you're doing it wrong. James Harden, by the way, you could make a similar case from a top five perspective in the NBA. You could say. get past five without him. Because I I honestly think that he's, I think that Harden is the most interesting piece in this because Kevin Durant and LeBron James, just check the box. We're done. They're mm-hmm. they're they're number one mm-hmm. and number two. They're mm-hmm. they're the first and second best player in this league. Now the question becomes: Is Anthony Davis number three? He might be. He he absolutely might be. Um, Kyrie Irving. He's gonna. By I, the way, he's gonna need to be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's right. I mean, just kind of thinking about that. Yep. No doubt. And then the Kyrie piece, and I remember it might have been our first or second show when we were talking about this. Kyrie's deal, right? If Kyrie can get to the playoffs without coming off the rails. He's really scary because that's when his deal become, goes from, oh, boy, what's he going to do next to this dude's nuts. And I mean that as a compliment in this sure, sense. Sure. He's just he's he when he starts cooking, it, it's there's not much anybody can do about it. He's he's one of those guys. And, and, and Trav, he doesn't care about the moment. It could be no, game seven of the freaking NBA finals and he'll fade away and hit a three over Curry to, to I, basically seal the deal for the I, Cavs. I was just going to say, well, mm-hmm. LeBron had the block on Iguodala and LeBron led that series in literally everything. Kyrie made the shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyrie was the guy that knocked down the shot. And part of it was because everybody was terrified that LeBron was going to do something. So we basically got those two guys, right? You got Kyrie, or Kyrie and KD against LeBron and Anthony Davis. And this is where the, the James Harden piece comes in. Tell me the great moment that James Harden's had in a playoff game where everybody was watching. I'm not talking about in the first round where he goes for 40 or something like that and he gets cooking. I need to know the game where everybody said, holy bleep. James Harden is killing them tonight. Tell me when that happened. This is the situation for him. This predicament is the predicament where he can do something like that. I don't think it was going to happen in Houston. I mean, think think about this, Trav. They took took the Golden State Warriors to seven games. Remember that? They take the Warriors to seven. That was with Harden and Chris Paul. Chris Paul gets injured, couldn't go in that seventh game. And I think... The Rockets missed twenty something threes in a row, yeah, and everybody kept pointing. Of them were James Harden's. Everybody kept pointing at James Harden. the 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 point I would make to that is, if James Harden is your best player, you're not going to win a championship. This predicament that he's in right now, I think this is where Harden could be his loosest. It's not all on his back. You know what? I don't have it going. Let me dish out fifteen dimes. I mean, I'm almost I'm almost making the case here, and I don't want it to sound like this. This is the Nets are incredibly dangerous. If you and I are sitting here four months from now and Brooklyn won a championship, you and I would not be surprised. That That's incredibly, incredibly, you know, not just realistic. You expect them to be in the finals. And if it's Lakers, Nets, it's going to be some type of a fight. But the point I'm, I, I'm making about James Harden, he is so freaking good. And he's in a predicament now where it's not on his back and his shoulders and his shoulders only, still playing like an MVP. But we're looking at the two rosters, we're looking at Lakers. We're looking at Nets. One thing that uh, James Harden doesn't do, one thing that Kyrie Irving doesn't do, the best player on defense of all these guys that we just named was Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. But not, and, there's not a close second. And a player that can do it on both sides of the ball and do what he does, and obviously the combination of Drummond, all these other champions that you can role players that have won championships. Um, I take the Lakers roster over the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm telling you, this week I heard a lot more people than I ever have saying – I like the Nets over the Lakers. Yeah, it's look. If you pick the Nets, you're not crazy, right? And, and this is the first like when you watched it last year, and you watched the teams that the Lakers were going to play. There really wasn't a team that you said, "Uh oh, 
lookout mm-hmm. because Giannis still hasn't figured it out, so he's not scary. The 76ers, they still haven't shown us that they figured it out in the postseason. 100%. The, Clip, the Clippers were the one team that said, eh, we'll see, and they didn't even show up for the, the conference finals. They blew another 3-1 lead again. So the Lakers kind of like, yeah, they're the better team, and they were in every round. If you get to the finals and these are the two teams together – I don't know if it's just as easy as, oh, the Lakers are better. I think it's the Lakers are the best team in the Western Conference. The Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. And who's the best team? I think you got to play it. I, I, I don't think you can say, here's why this team is better than the other. It feels like I need to see it. By the way, how great would that be? Those two squads going at it. You know, we talk about every time it's all about star power. But can you just imagine the marketing? LeBron oh. James... Kevin Durant, and then New York, you have Los Angeles, and then you have three other all stars that we're not even talking about yet, and then yeah. all the other kind of ancillary stories. Um, Steve Nash is the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, can you just think I about? Had forgotten that he was. Can you think about how big that would be? How good Adam Silver is sitting back right now. God bless the Utah Jazz, and God bless the the Milwaukee Bucks, and some of those other teams that you know obviously are fighting to get to the to get to the finals. But Lakers, Nets, are you kidding me? I don't know. Milwaukee versus Salt Lake City has the same sort of uh, cachet. You know, when you think of Milwaukee, you think of Potsy and Laverne and Shirley. And you Joe think Ingles. <laughs> <Yeah>. Chris Middleton. <laughs> and, and Potsy. And Ralph Mouth. And, and, and Joni. Oh, and man. Chachi. What is, what is Salt Lake? Salt Lake has the Mormon Tabernacle Choir mm-hmm. and the lake. And, and some nice mountains. And it's That's pretty. about it. That's what about else is it. going on in there? Like you can't, well, I, I can't, you go mountain biking, you can go skiing. What else do you do in Utah? I don't I even will, know. I will tell you this: if you know, obviously the Lakers, and, and that's that's what both of these. This this is what the rest of the NBA is hoping for: that the Brooklyn Nets, that there's something wrong. They're not a hundred percent. The Lakers, not something wrong. Not a hundred percent. And now you got three, four, five other teams on either side that can squeak in. So it, it, you know that that's what I think makes. This exciting right now because for the Lakers and the Nets, they're expected to be there. But uh, we got stars that have been missing. We haven't seen Anthony Davis since February 14th. Yeah, We haven't seen LeBron James since March 20th. Um, it, it seems like every single day there's uh, there's somebody else falling for the Lakers. And Kuz didn't go last night as well. Yeah. All right, Slee, I did something today that I have not done in years. Did your washer work today? And you know what? It wasn't that bad. I'm going to tell you what it is. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, okay, a couple of things here. Number one, uh, I mentioned to you last night, Slee, that I got a chance to go see Key. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yep. Guess what we had for appetizers? Hot dogs. Yeah. 
Had a little sausage, a little appetizer. How many did you have? Chicken and this, just one, but that was before my chicken appetizer and my shrimp appetizer before the main course of halibut, salmon, baked beans, mac and cheese, and sweet potatoes. Yeah, you're and losing cra- it. And crab legs. Yeah, you're losing it. You're losing a step here. I'm a little <laughs> little disappointed. I thought two dogs kind of sets the foundation, and now it's just one hot dog. It's, it just doesn't feel like Travis anymore. Uh, you got you know how much yeah, Chef Boy Arkey, right? Like he cooks like crazy. I saw him in action. He cooks, for by the way, he cooks program. healthy. He does. He really yeah. does. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, other than maybe the mac and cheese, everything else was pretty pretty good for you. Yeah, it keep... Just it was there was a lot of it. Do you ever do that? Do you ever do that where you just start telling yourself, no, no, that that's not too bad for. It. I mean, just kind of you you start convincing yourself. You know, that, like that was a chicken burrito, not a carnitas burrito. I'm mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm basically an Iron Man at this point because I chose to go chicken instead of carnitas. You need the bread. I mean, sometimes <laughs> bread is important. It kind of soaks up other things. I, I'm always trying to convince myself what I'm eating is okay. So I have a theory, Slee. You ready? What for you got? That? I have a lot of theories. You might mm-hmm. have started to discover this. I'm convinced that 80% of the success of a sandwich is based on the bread or the roll. That whatever's inside the sandwich is far less meaningful to the success of the sandwich as opposed to the the vessel that it's being delivered in. If the bread is perfect, you can put almost anything else in it, and it's going to be really good. You could have premium ingredients. If the roll sucks, the sandwich sucks. What do you think about that? I kind of kind of sold on that. That's that's a a great way of explaining it. I've done the research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, no, no, I've you're done the field research. You're a veteran in the game. You're Absolutely. a veteran in the game. All right, so we want to get calls from Laker fans. 877-710-ESPN. All in, right? Nets all in. Lakers all in. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to go. Which roster do you like better? Go ahead and touch us up. 877-710-ESPN. And by the way, you can also chime in the advantages that the Lakers have or the advantages that the Nets have. I think it's an interesting conversation. Lakers taking on the Nets tomorrow. By the way, Trav, how crazy is this? What's tomorrow? April 10th? Yep. We're, I mean, we're literally, I think, a month and a week away from the play-in tournament starting. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't have to. We hope here. Here's what you and I should be hoping for. Yeah, that we're doing a show the night the play-in tournament starts. I'm all in. You know what? Because they want play-in tournament. Some people are scared. They'll be fine. They'll be I, fine. I, I think they'll be fine too, Slee. Yeah. But look, that's one of those things that if if, if I'm going to cross the street, am I going to make it? Yeah. But there's a chance I could get hit by a bus, right? I mean, probably not. Look both Probably ways. Probably not. But look I both ways, both and you'll ways, be fine. Maybe halfway through the street, I twist my ankle, and I'm laying there, and the bus <laughs> driver's texting as he's coming down the road, and he doesn't see me. It could happen. I, you, here's here's how here's how you don't get hit by a bus. Don't cross the street. Just would you rather play? Would you rather play the Clippers or the Suns in the first round? Doesn't matter. N- neither one of those teams scare me at all. There's not a team in the Western Conference that I sweat. So Clippers. Okay, which team do you think would be a tougher out, Clippers or the Suns? the Clippers because they have Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. the Suns Chris Paul's another one giving tell me the time Chris Paul was great in the playoffs let me remind well, me of that here's the problem same thing with James Harden yeah you should not be winning if you're Devin Booker's fantastic and that's obviously what they're trying to build this thing around but here's the reality if Chris Paul is your best player you're not going to win a championship God bless Damian Lillard I love Damian Lillard if he's your best player you're not winning an NBA championship. And there's a lot of players like that. I could go down For the list in the NBA because Giannis. you have to have, I mean, what you have to have 
It's a perfect example. I know I'm not breaking news here. When the Warriors were winning championships, mm-hmm. just think of how stacked they were. Yeah. When when KD was in Oklahoma City, and it was him and Westbrook, and there were opportunities they had a chance to win it all. Right? They, Harden they, too. They had Harden there for the finals run, and, and blame that on the you know Thunder organization. Sure, but. You gotta. Have, LeBron had to go play with Bosch and D Wade to go get his first one. I mean, it, it's this is how the NBA is built. You can have all stars out there, left and right, but at the end of the day, there's certain players that can take you there. Other players that I, nobody can do it on their own. I totally agree with all of that. But here's the here, guys like Paul, guys like Harden, and it's mm-hmm. not just NBA guys. They're, they're, you, you could probably find guys like this in a handful of different sports, but the the NBA is the most it's the most easy one to pick guys out because basketball is if i have the best player i've got a really good chance to win every game if i have lebron james and you have steph curry and every other piece is relatively equal i'm gonna beat you sure right i'm gonna beat you now if i have steph curry and you have chris paul by the way not all the time but not all the time but yes for for most of the part that's that's how it's going to play out generally speaking yeah and Mm -hmm. i just those guys the pauls the hardens these guys that kind of float through this there's, I, I believe there is championship DNA. I believe there is, and, and especially the more you fail, I think the more likely you are to fail again. Those guys that get, Derek Jeter's my favorite example of this, okay? Derek Jeter is looked at as incredibly clutch. You know mm-hmm. why? Because Derek Jeter, very early in his career, before anyone was ever looking at him to mm. be Derek Jeter, was just the new shortstop in town who was a pretty good player hmm. who would make some plays and oh again he got another big hit tonight didn't he he got it so the next time it comes around you're looking for him he's already done it Slee hmm. he's the guy that's already been through it Mookie Betts is a perfect example of this he'd already done it in Boston and comes over to LA so when you get to the postseason it's not like well let's see if Mookie what do you mean let's see if I can do it. I already did it Hmm. I've already done it. Where Clayton Kershaw was, all right, let's see. Cody Bellinger was, all right, let's see. And now having Mookie around, the dude that's punched the ticket already, it's a little bit easier. Those other teams, they don't have the guy that's punched the ticket with the exception of Kevin Durant, so that could be the difference there. But Phoenix, and that's why I picked Kawhi when we're talking about Kawhi has punched the ticket a couple of times. Paul George doesn't scare me. Well, it, you know, it's funny is the way you just kind of described it that way. First, the Mookie Betts part is a perfect example, right? Mookie, you know, sometimes there's players. I, I thought when Mookie came last season, um, do you remember this? We actually, I think we talked about Alden Gonzalez about it. Do you remember when he came in and in spring training, he's addressing everybody? Hey, this is how it's going to be. Yep. We're, we're going to play a certain way. This is in spring training. I, you know, maybe there's players out there saying, no, we're just going to kind of take it easy. We got a long season to go. I know it's just a short season. In spring training, Mookie Betts was kind of setting the table. And, and certain players have a certain type of swagger. And that confidence is there not only because um, they're really good players, but Mookie Betts bought a different type of swagger. It's not only I'm arguably the best player in baseball. I got something none of you guys have. I have a World Series, right? And and, and, I, and I think that that kind of changed, that helped change the persona for the Dodgers. So when you mention maybe Kawhi or something along those lines, I get that point. Problem with Chris Paul, he's been with, I think, the wrong org- – when Chris Paul got traded to the Lakers for one hour yeah. and he was about to play with Kobe Bryant, they're yeah, going to win a championship. Been, but that would have been because Kobe Bryant made it happen. Not because Chris Paul made it happen. Chris Paul, I, I would, I, I'm, I was with you right up until that last point. 
Chris Paul's been in the league a long time. But, but Trav, I'm going to go back to this. He, he can't be the best player. He wouldn't have been the best player on the Lakers. And that's my right. point. My point is, is that he's the other guy. He's not Kobe Bryant. Kobe was obviously the best on that team. All right, let's try a quick one. Let's go to Northridge and Eddie. Eddie, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, first right. time caller, long time listener. Right on. Appreciate you calling in. You know, yeah, for the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, if I was to take one lineup, it's going to be tough. You know, the Warriors, when they won all those years, they had a great team defense. Can the Nets replicate that with who they got? I don't know. The Lakers, can they make it a dog fight, make it messy? But if it's a close game at the end, it's going to be tough to stop them, you know? Eddie, appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. You know, you know, Trav, I, I think so so much of the time we could get so swayed by offense, right? That Golden State Warriors team before KD even came, okay? You know how good of a defender Clay Thompson is. <laughs> do you know how good of a Draymond, do you know how good of a defender Iguodala? Andre Iguodala yeah. is? Sean yeah. Livingston, go down yeah. the list, right? And then KD came, took it to another level. Um, people think that Showtime era sometimes or the Kobe and Shaq days. When those teams needed a freaking stop, they got that stop. Does Brooklyn have the guys to do that? Doesn't feel like it. I, I, I think that's the – if you're a Laker fan, that's the part that you're hanging your hat on right now is you're hoping that the defense is the difference. Look, the Lakers took care of their business last year, A, LeBron and AD, but B, they were the best defensive team in the league. No question really about it. A, there really wasn't a mm-hmm. close second. They were, and, and the second you put Anthony Davis near the basket, things change. When he goes down and plays the five, things change. Buckets get very hard to find when you're playing against the Lakers, and he's down by the rim. What uh, what happened to your washer? You didn't tell me what happened. Is is it working you, again? It 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 it's all right. So, so no, I'm not ready. This, yet. This, is a, ready yet. this is a this is a it that goes together. setup. There's it a go- lot going on in your mind. It goes together with what I did today that I have not done in a very long time, and it was far okay. better than I remember. I'll tell you what it is next. This time I mean it. I'm actually going to tell you. That's next. Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, Slee. Trav, wrap um, this song. I want you to wrap all the words oh, real quick. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just, the, the, my flow is significant. I would hate to put anybody on the spot. Is that the right word? Did I get it right? Flow. That was awesome. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's described. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's described like any rap. Like it, you said significant. Like you started using all these big terms. Like to, I, I don't know where you. <laughs> I, was, I was ready for a big drop there. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> and the setup was there. Yeah. The setup was there. I was ready for else. I even got out of my chair and I was like, oh, like Travis is going and then it, it just fell flat. <laughs> for those who don't know, off the air travis is always dropping rhymes always well that's always. what i'm about you know you, you and what you know it, it, you can tell just by looking at me really mm-hmm. that that's kind of what i'm about oh so, that's awesome you're the man travis <laughs> thank you thank you coach it's <laughs> always good to hear from you too um <laughs> guess where i was today sleep today you were you, at you could, you could figure it out by the way because you, you were at asked, sears no but kind of sort of you're on the right track you were at Wasn't home at depot sears? no it's not a store necessarily, but I needed to go do something because of what we talked about last night where I had the um, the once-in-a-generation flood in my laundry You checked room. into a hotel. 
No. Ooh, that would have been a good idea. I should have done that. That would have been awesome. Okay, look, so you have the flood yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. I'm assuming this has to do with repairing it in some shape, way, or form. Nah, don't fixate on the repair portion of this. Okay. Go in another direction. You're on the right idea. Did you go buy some clothes? No, you're getting warmer, though. I went to the laundromat. Mm. I haven't been to the laundromat in a long time. You know what? I like it. Like I was, I was kind of. My buddies were giving me a hard time because I was sending them pictures from it, and they're like, "What? What do you? What? What? What in the world? Like, did you get kicked out of the house? Did your Did your wife tell you to leave? Like, what? What's going on?" I'm like, "No, my washing machine is broken. It was wonderful. I took my phone mm-hmm. and my AirPods, mm-hmm. and I got the laundry going. I took like I, I there I was the only one in there other than one other guy, and we and he and I had a wonderful relationship." And that neither one of us pretended that the other person existed. It was glorious. We both pretended that we were in there alone. It was awesome. That's how watched... close. That's how close you guys were. Zero eye contact. No hello. I, nothing. I, nothing. We did. It wasn't even one of those. Hey. It was just. Nope, I don't see you. You don't see me. I had like six washing machines going at the same time. Do I had you, the masters. Did you hang on out there? Phone. Were you Were yeah. you staying there? Okay. Yeah, I, I stayed there and I watched the masters on my phone and did my laundry. It was It was glorious. It, I'm gonna start breaking the washing machine on purpose just so I can leave for a couple hours randomly and go hang out at the laundromat. When's, I loved every minute. I just want to know when Sears coming through. When are they uh, coming t- through? Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, that's a, they're coming the, on Tuesday. Is this the 8A to 8P window that you're yes. talking oh, no. about? So I, so I called him this morning and said, because last night I had to make it on the automated system, which is yeah. just awful. Mm-hmm. So I called him this I tried to call him last night, and they're, you know, the call between the office hours. So far, we've lost Applebee's, Raging <laughs> Waters, and now add Sears to that list. Well, Sears okay? isn't long for the world anyway, so that doesn't really matter. We're, we're good without them. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but so I called him this morning, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, they're going to come between 8 and 2, which which is a far more reasonable window. Mm-hmm. You so, should yeah. have told them, no, no, I'm, I've already locked in eight to eight. I've already <laughs> locked in eight to eight. You can't do this to me now. I love the laundromat. Why, why has nobody told me about this? I don't think I've gone through the laundromat in at least a few years. It's wonderful. Wonderful. I love and how when, you're promoting it as if you went to uh, you went to a restaurant or something like that and you had just sleep. the most amazing experience. Sleep. You, you, you. Is it the oh, cash yeah. or using the cards? Because yeah. now they make you like get cards for no, it. Or I, 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 so I went through the, the – uh, there we have a cup in our kitchen where everybody throws their change when mm-hmm. they come home. Mm-hmm. So I went through the cup and found a, you know, a million quarters and went through and, and I loaded up the quarters, just old school. And it, it's quiet. You can watch TV on your phone. You can watch Netflix. The Masters was on today. I watched a couple hours. Of, you go in with a bunch of dirty clothes. A couple hours later, you come out with a bunch of clean clothes. Everything smells pretty good because there's a lot of detergent in there. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to spend an afternoon. Underrated moneymaker? Laundry mats. Oh, yeah. I would think so. I'm not kidding. They are they are money makers. Once you have the machines, then you just collect everybody's quarters, right? And everybody doesn't care. Yeah, there's five here. There's a couple more dollars here, a couple more. And those things are just going. I mean, they're just going all it's it's like a it's 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 as if somebody's at a casino or something. I, I, I put in a couple extra quarters just because I wasn't ready to leave yet. The clothes were dry. I just you know, I'm kind of enjoying this. Let's do it again. Let's yeah, do it again. Why not? Let's go do it again. Dodgers had their opening day today, Slee. Mm-hmm. Uh they won the game one to nothing. Justin Turner hits a home run. Walker Bueller pitched really well. Uh obviously didn't give up any runs. They won the game one to nothing, but he was didn't walk anybody. He was just he was really, really good. What else is new, right? What was interesting is one to nothing lead going into the ninth inning, 
And guess who did not come out of the bullpen? No Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. It was Corey Knable. He came in. He got the last three outs of the game. And I think that tells you all you need to know about where Dave Roberts and the Dodgers are with Kenley Jansen. So what Dave Roberts after the game, he said that um, they didn't want to use him for the third time in four days. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. Said he's in the same bucket as all of our other pitchers and players, just managing workload and understanding and appreciating that we have a long season in front of us. Uh, you got to say the right things. He's saying the right things. Are, are you panicking here with, with Jansen? I mean, it just I, I, and what I'm referring to is you're so early in the season, right? You have so much time to kind of figure things out. That it, and, and let's not also pretend that there are not other players in the Dodgers rotation that can fill that slot or fill that role. Are you looking at the situation, the predicament, and saying, okay, you know what, this is this is very worrisome? It, not yet. Not yet because of where we you can't, are in the season. You can't, right? Like, no, not right it, now. What's today? April 9th. So, mm-hmm. look, when you get to the All-Star break, let's By April 15th? <laughs> then I'd be concerned. <laughs> no, I look. It, it is a concern. It's not mm-hmm. a it's not a, a, a concern where you have to freak out every time that you have a lead going into the late innings mm-hmm. because, like you said, they have some other options available yeah, Blake to Trenin, them. Blake Trennan, I mean, Blake Trennan's got a he's Canable was the guy today. Sure. Uh, when Gratterall comes back, you got to think that he's at least a guy you look at because as hard as he throws, but he oddly, even the fact he throws a hundred, they make there's a lot he. He doesn't strike a lot of guys out. A lot of guys make contact off of him, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. But the the question is, is how big of a problem is it and what are you willing to do to fix it, right? So if I'm Dave Roberts, if I'm Andrew Friedman, and I'm figuring out that Dave Roberts can say whatever he wants. His, his actions are telling you everything you need to know about Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen's refusal to throw the ball over the plate tells you everything you know about what Kenley Jansen thinks about his opportunities. And I, and I was just going to say, I mean, this is what Dave Roberts is supposed to do, right? I mean, it, what what I think you would be – the way Dave Roberts managed, has managed in the past, he's been so loyal to certain players. Mm-hmm. And I respect it. I, I get sure. it. But I think sometimes it's hurt him, right? It's been very obvious that those predicaments or those situations um, have hurt the Dodgers. And maybe he's at a point also in his career at this stage where he understands it's nothing personal. It's just business. And that is kind of the, the I, I think, the circumstance that may play out with Kenley Jansen. I think there was one other thing that happened last year why Dave finally decided to go in a different direction. Why he finally decided, you know, I'm not doing this again. I'm not, I'm not, we saw it, um, my memory's fading on me a little bit. I think it was game four where the Dodgers had that debacle. Maybe it was game five. And Kenley blew it again and didn't cover home plate. It was just, it was a giant mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that all the things you said are true. But I think he had this, you know what? If I send him out there again, I'm going to get fired. Hmm. I, I think it's that simple because he'd gone with Kenley before and it had not worked out. He'd gone back to him again. It had not worked out. And eventually this, you know, he left Curt- Clayton Kershaw in a little too long. You had to try something different. And, and, the, that's- and, and, and Urias was the difference, right? He was the guy you say, hey, look, I know he's a starting pitcher, but he's got great stuff. He can give me a couple of innings. He can go do this. Let's go do that. Because if I, if I run out Jansen again and it goes the way it's gone pretty much every time in the postseason this year, I'm going to get fired. And I don't want to get fired. This is a good team. We can win the World Series over and over and over again. And everything he said has been what you said, Slee, which is, hey, look, he's our guy. He's this. Eh, but he's one of the guys. Hey, he's our guy. He's mm-hmm. this, but it's about results. They're setting the table. They don't want to light him on fire because they'd like someone else to maybe pick up a piece of this at some point. But here, let, let's go back to the beginning of this conversation. What would I be willing to give up to fix that? 
this is one of the wonderful opportunities that the Dodgers have. Here, here's who I would not be willing to give up. I'm not mm-hmm. giving you Urias. I'm not giving you May. Make me an offer on anything else, right? A- a- anything. I mean, we're not talking Mookie and Bellinger. That's that's just silly. I'm, we're talking all the other people. You want to talk Gavin Lux? Sure. Great. Let's talk like Gavin Lux. You want to mm-hmm. talk McKinstry? Sure. You want to talk Tony Gonsolin? I'm your guy. They got some guys like Mitch White and uh, and uh, Josiah Gray down in the minor leagues that are really highly regarded prospects. You want to talk about some of those guys? Let's talk about it a little bit. These are the guys you can't have. I still have 20 things over here that I'm sure you'd love to have. Let's work out a deal. And I think that the sooner you do it and figure out whether or not it's the right one to do, I think it's the better. I'm not saying that the comps are the same by no stretch of the imagination. Lakers walked into this season, and as the season progressed, you knew these are our weaknesses. And now it was up to Palenka to figure out as we got towards the trade deadline or we got towards the buyout market, can I fill in the... He's aware. So, you know, I'm doing the postgame show, and and when listeners call in and say, Lakers need another big, they need another shooter, it's like, I'm sure Palenka understands that, right? (laughs) But but it's, and it's okay. This is how, um, you know, obviously this is how the, the platform works. By the time we got to this stage of the season, Lakers addressed some of those needs. So the only thing I'm saying to just kind of use this as a comp to the Dodgers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I get it. Kenley Jansen has been um, unreliable, and he started off the season showing that maybe potentially he's going to be unreliable this year. They know this. They have an opportunity to address it. It's August or it's uh, April 9th. I, th- I think if this continues to be an issue, they will address it. And, and I think as much as anything else, too, Watch what Dave Roberts does. Watch how often he uses him. So I didn't want to use him three times in four days. Okay, that's that's not an unreasonable thing to to think. But it was also a one run game, and probably like to win the home opener. That's kind of nice. You got World Series rings and all that stuff, and they decided to go in a different direction. Yes, Lee. Is it time? It's that time. Okay. Ask right. Slee is coming up next. Travis and Slee, seven ten, ESPN. Because this is right in our wheelhouse, right? This is a food question. Excuse me. And this is from Darbo. And he writes, uh, hashtag ask Slee what he orders from McDonald's for breakfast. If it's anything other than the number two sausage McMuffin with egg, I may have to abort the show. So ask Slee, what do you get from McDonald's for breakfast? Let's just say I have not gone to McDonald's in a very long time to uh, get some breakfast, but uh, Egg McMuffin and Hash Brown would be all that I need from there. Cup of coffee, too. Their coffee's not that bad, so I, I would o- do that. Coffee's okay, pretty, actually. Coffee's not that bad, but uh, simple. Egg McMuffin um, and Hash Brown, and I'm good to go. That's an acceptable answer. See, I, I'm a big fan of McDonald's for breakfast. I think that is arguably their, their best lane. I mm-hmm. love those little sausage McMuffin sandwiches. Those are just fantastic basically it's an egg mcmuffin but instead of the ham you get sausage bigger bigger question is are you doing breakfast any time of the day are you one of those two will Um, you make some eggs at night once in a blue moon because they're easy and they're fast but so breakfast is at breakfast time or really late at night for me 
right? Like if you're out and having a nice time and you decide, you know what, let's grab a bite before we call it a night and you hit a, a diner, then that's a good time to maybe do like a, a, a little breakfast. When this show is done, I'm going to make pancakes, some cereal, and, uh, and a couple eggs. <laughs> there I'm coming right over. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It all sounds pretty good. Oh, I like this one. This one's from Ryan. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, hashtag ask Slee. Me, you, and Slee are doing a guy's night out. Slee sets the agenda. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, that's a good question. You're not going uh, – are you much of a outdoor guy, Trav? Like a hike or something like okay, that? Okay, wait. So is it, is, it, is it just a guy's night out so it's one night? So we're yeah, not we're, just, we're not going anywhere. You, me, and Ryan, we're just going to go out. We're gonna we're gonna go do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go have some fun. But you are gonna decide what we're gonna do. What are we doing? Uh, let's go to a sports bar. Let's watch a couple uh, big games. Drink a couple. Um, I, I don't know what your preference is, but I might do a little do a little bit of the hard liquor. You look sure. like more. I think you said more of a beer guy. Are you no, more I'm of a beer of, guy? I or? mean, I'll, I'll drink some beer here and there. I, I don't dislike beer, but I uh, I would I, I'm gonna start if we're doing it right. I'd like to start somewhere with a martini. mm Hmm. That sounds good. Maybe a little bourbon. A little hard liquor. Watch sure. some of the games. Yeah. Let the games go on. You know, you get there around maybe 5 o'clock, so you're, you're watching games all the way through. Okay. Can we get a little – maybe there's a few NBA games on. By the way, this is never going to happen because <laughs> – uh, because of our schedules, you're <laughs> yeah. starting at 5 a.m. I'm working always in the evenings, but it, something along those lines. All right. That's not, that's not bad. That, that sounds right. See, I'm thinking like – What's your guy's night out? I'd like to go eat. Mine would be centered around <laughs> – surprise, surprise. Mine would be centered around a, a big meal. I We could go maybe, maybe – Vegas, I, tequila, and whistles. That's what I've learned from you so <laughs> far from this show. You always leave off the show. glow sticks. You got you to get the glow sticks going. No, maybe, maybe if, if it's a, a guy's night out, maybe we start a little bit earlier. Maybe we play like a quick nine, have mm. a few beers on the course. Then we go to somewhere that's got like leather booths and it's kind of dark <laughs> and the bartender really knows how to make a good martini. There's no ice leather boot, leather yeah. booths. And it's kind of dark. I like yeah. that. Okay. And it's kind of quiet, but there's mm-hmm. just a little bit of background noise. They don't have to scream over each other. How loud is the house music in the DJ? You can barely, <laughs> you can barely hear the music in the back. The waiter knows exactly when you need another drink, but he mm. never comes around other than that. And then we're going to have some martinis. We're going to drink some wine. We're going to get a steak. We're going to have some bourbon afterwards. Uh, and then maybe we'll just, you know, call it a night after that. I, I'm, I'm about the drinking and the eating sleep. You mixed everything together, by the way. You didn't mess around. Yeah, just a couple, a martini. Then we'll get some hard liquor in there, throw in some wine. Uh, you, well, you, you definitely we're gonna, we're gonna did not mess around. We're going to be there for a while, Slee. This mm-hmm. is not, we're not going to be in and out of there in 45 minutes. This is going to be a few hours by the time it's all said and done. Okay, I got a ask. Can I, can I do an ask Trav question? Sure. When you golf, how often do you golf? A uh, few times a month. Okay, a few times a month. Are you an early tea time? Are you later in the day? What What is it usually? I would prefer to be early in the morning, but my schedule just doesn't allow it very often because during the week, that's a non-starter. And then on the weekends, the kids usually have something in the morning. Are you so. always drinking beers when you go golfing? Not always, but okay. I would say usually, yes. Okay. But I'm sure a guy's night out, you're doing that, you're having a couple beers. And then after that, you're doing the martini and the bourbon and the wine. It's basically like a buffet you, for you of you liquor. Ba- you had the order a little off. It's the martinis and then the wine and then the bourbon. And the beer was first. Yeah, the beer. That's just at, at the golf course. Just, that's just to stay hydrated on the golf course. Speaking of, this is from John. Okay. Hashtag Ask Slee. What's your preferred method to sneak beers onto the golf course? Is it hide the cooler under a jacket? Is it put them in your golf bag, running the risk of them getting warm? Mm-hmm. Or lastly, no shame it and throw it in plain view and ask someone to come at you. 
These are uh, these are all excellent questions. I would say uh, just throw them all in the golf bag. Throw them all in the golf bag. Get the uh, you know tell fill up the ice and and just get a couple waters in in that small little cooler that they have yeah. and then just once you get on the course throw it's a couple a beers plan. in there the waters go in inside the cart you're good to go not a bad plan at all this is from Steve and Steve writes <laughs> I don't know why this cracks me up but I I read this this morning Slee and it, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't read it again until right now does <laughs> does Slee I don't even ever know the question yet does, does Slee ever quote Order for the lady. <laughs> Again, I don't know why that's so funny to me, but when you go out with your girlfriend, yeah. mm-hmm. do you ever say, what's your girlfriend's name? Michelle. Michelle. Do you ever mm-hmm. say, uh, for Michelle, Michelle's tell, yeah, I think I'm going to get the, um, the the pasta primavera. And then when the waiter comes over, you say, well, the, the lady will have the pasta primavera, <laughs> and I would like the um, the steak tartare, please. Okay, that, that's, a, that's actually a good question. It kind of depends. It depends on, and I'll tell you why it depends. There are times where, you know, you get to dinner and you're, maybe we're getting two, three dishes and we're just putting them all in the middle and and we're sharing whatever we're sharing, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and there's other times where, I don't know, you could say we're in a hurry. She got, she has a lot of details to her order that I'm not going to memorize. So I'm just going to say, okay, then you order it. So, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of depends. And I think at the end of the day, um, probably more times than not, I am saying I'm, I'm kind of putting in the full order. Yeah. So this is how it goes with every dinner. I've been, so my wife and I have known each other forever. Basically we've known each other since we were in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been dating since high school, we're dating in high school and we've been married for 23 years. Um, every time we've sat down at a restaurant, it goes like this. So what are you going to get? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know. We, you know, you've read the menu. What are you, you going to get? I don't know. So the waiter will come. And, uh, what do you get, get the? Tonight? Do you get the? Everything sounds so good. <laughs> no, no. She gets, just pick one. I, she, I know everything sounds good. I understand waiter, that, but what, you got to pick one. What can we get for you tonight? And and I'll look because I, you know, Jim, I, I point, I kind of hold my hand out to my wife, say, you know, Susan, go ahead. And she goes, Oh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. You go first, <laughs> and I'll, and I always, you know, I'm, I got my order ready, and I'll, you know, I'll get whatever I get, and uh, you know, I'll have a hamburger and fries and a and a coke or whatever it is, and uh, and then. The waiter go okay. For you. She should go. Um, I'll have the salmon. I think that Susan has ordered the salmon eighty four percent of the time that we've gone out to every restaurant ever. The go to. The yeah. I'm not going to try something different. It's like why? Why do we have this conversation? One more, Slee. All right. This is uh, Ryan and Laguna. If the Dodgers and Lakers go back to back this season, hmm. where are we having the listener happy hour party? This is a great idea. Hashtag Ask Slee. Where should think, we do think, that? By the way, think about this. We have not got a chance. You guys, you guys Whoa. used to do it a ton. Almost dropped the mic. Almost dropped the mic. That was you guys, close. you guys used to do it a ton um, during the morning broadcast. Yeah, you guys would go out to certain places. And when's the last time we've done a live broadcast? We haven't well, done anything we, in nothing. in over a year. No. Yeah, it's a good question. Let me think. We're getting about close, this. though. People are people are getting vaccinated. We're we're getting close. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Here's the, I, I want to answer this one for us. It's it's got to be. Let, let me just paint the picture, and maybe you know a spot. Okay. Okay. It's got to be somewhere where they got a lot of space outdoor. You got to be outdoor. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's almost. Um, I'm sure there's a local brewery out there. Sure. That has plenty of them. You know what I'm talking about? That has just all this outdoor seating and you got space to do, you know, you, you have some type of area where you can have the broadcast. People can just kick back, chill, whatever the case. got to be something like that. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, no, that is a great idea. But I just want to throw one wrinkle into this to Ryan's plan. Why do we have to wait for the Dodgers and Lakers to repeat? Why don't we just do it? We should do a little Travis and Slee late night, do a, do the show, and then hang out afterwards and get to know the people a little bit. I would I would be all over that. That would be fantastic. I know some people at Congo Room. I don't. I'm just <laughs> I don't. Definitely don't know. Maybe we'll do it in my backyard. We'll get a taco guy, and then we can just all hang out here. And and my taco are you gonna guy. Order, are you going to order tacos? Uh, are you, are you going to get back in line, or are you gonna you going to take off for an hour? My taco guy will be on retainer he will not be allowed to leave until i decide let me tell you this trap i've asked a lot of people about you know that that predicament that you were in not a predicament i was lied to bald face lie right to my face for those who don't know travis thought that he can just order a couple of tacos take off for an hour show up again and just order tacos again that's not how it works that's you want to eat stack your plate up or get back in line that is a half truth is what that is that's what everything you said is true but you left out a piece well, piece, that, that piece doesn't help my story. <laughs> and the piece was, hey, you going to be here? Yeah, I'm going to be here all night. Okay, cool. So I came back an hour later, and guess who wasn't there? Mr. Taco Man. That's what if who. he ran? What if, what if the food was gone? What, what do you want him to do then? then what if he ran even, out of food? Then he's an even worse taco guy than I thought. You can't run out of food if you're a taco guy. You're Are you kidding have- me? Some of the best barbecue shops, some of the best restaurants, places, you know what they put out? We'll serve. We're, we'll basically close until our food is done. That's what this taco guy was. No. <laughs> no. Bring enough carne asada and carnitas for everybody and then a little bit extra for me. Trevor Bauer's deal has yeah. already showed up. We are two starts into Trevor Bauer in mm-hmm. L.A., and the Trevor Bauer show has already started. I'll explain what that is next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.